Hey folks, Larry from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Have you been trying to figure out what subscription box to sign up for? If you're a movie buff, then I've got what you need, baby. Horror Pack. For just $19.99 each month, you'll get three DVDs and an exclusive. Or you can spend $24.99 and snag three Blu-rays and an exclusive each month. Just go to horrorpack.com and pick your plan. Now, you've been told what to do, so go do it. Horrorpack.com Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Hello, Larry. I'm the Plain Stevenson Show, not you. Yeah. Hello, Larry. All right. You ready for this? That's what this is. It is weird news, and it has to do with last weekend. Oh, I have an alibi. Yeah, you do. A very good one. Because it's a Florida man. Oh, do I have an alibi? No, he does. Oh, no, yes. We saw him on the road. Remember? We, we did. We saw the Florida man on the road yesterday. So. Hey, Chris. Dick. Take two. Take three. Anderson three. Hey everybody, it's time for another Team Rally the Podcast. Yeah, that's right, that's right, I know. You're just getting tired of hearing me. I get it. I'm tired of hearing me too. This week's episode, we talk about some weird news with a Tesla crash, the Jewish-Scottish tartan, and we'll do some metal news, talking about anthrax booze. I had to do it that way. All right, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Achieving Rally the Podcast. We'll see you at the end. Bye-bye now. Typical Florida man. Well, the, the the Florida man stories are usually the atypical Florida man. Understood. But typical for Florida man. No, this is typical just for any Florida man, not the Florida man. Tesla on autopilot crashes into police car and another vehicle in Florida. Oops. <laughs> a Tesla using its partially automated driving system has crashed into a police car in the U.S. state of Florida. This is from a British news agency, uh, news.sky.com. The police car had pulled over to help a third vehicle just before 5 a.m. on Saturday on a highway near central Orlando. So, Disney. The officer who had activated his car's emergency lights was narrowly missed by the Tesla as it hit his vehicle and the vehicle he was attending to. According to the police, the 27-year-old Tesla non-driver and the driver of the vehicle being helped by the officer both suffered minor injuries. 
The office officer was not hurt. Tesla immediately opened fire on the Tesla. <laughs> should have. Tesla has, has not commented on the incident. It comes as the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Hmm. Big word. It comes as the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration investigates Tesla's autopilot driving system following another, <laughs> following a number of similar collisions since 2000. So, so let me get this straight: if you let go of the wheel and tell your car you got this, you might have an accident. Well, no, you actually have to hit a button that says self-drive or something like that. Not a button, but a thing on the screen. On the small tablet device they have as a freaking dashboard. Since 2018, there have been at least 11 crashes blamed on Tesla's autopilot or cruise control where it has hit emergency vehicles. This has been despite the first responders using flashing lights, flares, and an illuminated aero board and or road cones. 17. Maybe it's the lights that's causing the problem. Yeah, maybe. Or the system is a piece of shit. The Tesla can't see. Yeah. 17 people have been injured in the accidents and one was killed. The investigation, which is still underway, could lead to cars being recalled or other enforcement. Tesla uses a camera-based system, computers, and sometimes radar to spot and identify obstacles and then to instruct the vehicle. To what? Speed up? But there have been concerns that it might have trouble with parked emergency vehicles and perpendicular trucks in its path. Autopilot has also been sometimes misused by drivers. Some have been caught driving drunk or even in the back seat while the car is in motion. You knew that was going to happen. Well, yeah. Well, it was like your thing when you said yesterday, I'll drive over to your house, but I'll be in the passenger seat. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, if I get into a car with you in the passenger seat and no one in the driver's seat, I ain't getting in. Or I'll get in and drive the car. <laughs> you should be able to make it from my place to here. Should. This is an emergency vehicle. Being the viable word. Oh, shit, a cop. Trying to climb over the console <laughs> to get into the driver's seat. Yeah. Keep the car from killing the police officer. <laughs> or just hitting his car. Homicidal cars. Christine. Ooh, I'll get one. I make it comes loaded with fuck the police on it. <laughs> no, I'll get one. I'll drop a fiberglass shell on it so it looks like the Plymouth that was Christine. Have it self-drive into people. And have the windows tinted black. It's not going to be a very convincing, Christine. Sorry. No, but, you know, it'll look like it. Not by much. Christine, if she was like two-thirds scale. Well, yeah. So there you go. Another wonderful Tesla autopilot crash. In Florida. So it wasn't a Florida man. It was a Florida car. Well, it was a Florida 27-year-old. So, Florida person. It was still the car. True. The car tried to go homicidal, not the guy. That we know of. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly, the car did it. I'm assuming that when you engage this self-driving feature, there's a bunch of logs and stuff that they can pull. Yeah, but Tesla, a lot of the times, won't allow them to have any of that information. They'll, they'll subpoena it. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, that's fine. Then we're just going to make it so we can't you can't sell your car in America anymore. Because there are cars in other parts of the world that are street legal everywhere in the world, but they won't let them be sold in America. And I don't mean like left-hand, uh, right-hand drive stuff. I'm talking just like generic shit. And I was like, why can't we sell that truck here? Well, it might it might interfere with the sales of this truck that you've already got there. So, company's still making money. Government's still getting their piece. 
Why can't we sell like the Toyota Hilux? You can't sell that here in America. What is it? Um, it's the basically the world's most reliable and resilient four wheeler, four wheel drive flatbed truck, and they won't allow it to be sold here because it might impact Tundra sales. It's like, oh, so I I have to buy a fairly shitty car, but you won't allow me to buy from the same manufacturer the Toyota Hilux, which I could have for 25 years. I might buy two because. You know, why not have one for me and one for the lady? But no, no, you're you're right. Just about lobby. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I know. They pay off Congress people and stuff like that happens. But it's Toyota, so one way or the other, they would still even the lobbyists would still be getting their money. Yeah, but is that car is not manufactured here? The country probably is. Well, no, it's not manufactured because it's not a, not be able to be made. I mean, it can't be sold here. And the Tundras, a lot of those are manufactured in Canada, Mexico. Because, you know, we lost a lot of our manufacturing because of NAFTA and now the new guy. So, I'm just saying, yeah. there's probably a reason for it. It's not a good reason for it, mm-hmm. but it's probably a reason for it that's good to somebody. Yes. Lining somebody's pocket. Yes, some dumbass out there decided it'd be stupid to not be able to sell a phenomenal truck to a country that loves trucks. Just saying... Putting that out there. Stupid. Alright, so, uh, cue... I don't know. Autopilot music? For some weird news. Alrighty then. Yeah. Say very enthusiastic about it. So this comes from AtlasObscura.com. Okay. So you already know it's going to be a little odd. Atlas Obscura. That's all those areas outside the ice wall, right? Apparently. Okay. Scottish Jews have their own official tartan. It's kosher, and it actually is called the kosher tartan. Wow. This is a concept I hadn't contemplated yet. I know, right? And I learned about it from our good friend, uh, Tim Everett, because he's apparently Jewish and Scottish. Well, what I know about. Yeah. So, uh... Funny, he doesn't look Jewish. No, but he looks Scottish. <laughs> Can't argue that. From locks to legendary castles, haggis to historical first, Scotland's undeniable Gaelic charm is seducing tourists in record numbers. Visitors tend to be eager for all things Highlands. In particular, a desire to purchase garments from that most definitive of Scottish patterns, the tartan. Each Scottish clan has its own tartan, a tradition popularized in the Jacobite era in which the novel and currently popular TV show Outlander takes place. Today, many communities compose their own unique tartans that represent a blending of heritages. (laughs) Scottish Jews, whose presence in the country was first recorded in the late 17th century... What? I think they have an app for that, Great Neural Tartan. They might. All right, I'll keep looking. Have designed two plaids. One deemed official in 2008, Scottish editor Paul Harris and dentist Clive Shulman teamed up to create the Shalom Tartan. That's great. 
But it wasn't until later that they chose to register it with the Scottish Tartan Authority. By then, Mendel Jacobs, a Glaswegian Orthodox rabbi, and there's a picture of him wearing a talus with the tartan on it, right. had much, the, and he looks a little like Tim, obviously, except black haired and not red, had much the same idea. He'd long noted the increasing popularity of individual tartans for diverse communities of people, including religious and ethnic groups and sporting clubs. Harvey Kaplan, more Jews, director of the Scottish Jewish Archive Center, disputes the existence of a single official Jewish tartan. He estimates there are about 7,000 Jews in Scotland, lower than Jacob's estimate of about 10,000. Other than in Glasgow and Edinburgh, the Jewish population is spread thinly around the country. It's likely that most Scots never knowingly encounter Jews. Many may have never met Jews. Jacobs told to build and register a design, later dubbed the Kosher Tartan, with the Scottish Tartan Authority. He says this was an idea that people could wear, uh, could both wear with pride of being Jewish and their Scottish heritage combined together. Various aspects of this design hearken to Jewish faith that contains three vertical lines and seven horizontal ones. Both numbers are sacred, three representing unity and seven arguably the holiest number in Jewish numerology, symbolizing completion. Did you Which find is, anything? Yeah, there's some online. I didn't find an app specifically, but oh. there are online ones. Oh, yeah. I knew I yeah, knew about websites you can make your own tartan. You have to do that for Achieving Reality. Achieving Reality, the tartan? Mm-hmm. Of course, that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Neither of us are Scottish. But Jewish? For our Scottish listeners. For our Scottish listener? Mm-hmm. The central colors are blue and white, both of which decorate the Israeli and Scottish flags. They are complemented by lines of gold, representative of the Ark of the Covenant, red, Kiddush wine, and silver, the ornamentation of the scrolls of the Torah. In accordance with Jewish law, Jacobs has ensured that all cloth products do not contain mixtures of wool and linen, a prohibited practice called shatnes. I know I just butchered the shit out of that, but whatever. It means a lot because it's obviously part of my heritage, says Jacobs. It enhances a person's ability to strengthen their own Jewish identity. They've actually got a picture of the registration certificate, too, of the International Tartan Index. Wow. According to writer J. David Simmons in the Jewish Quarterly, it is in Scotland's cultural symbols, rather than its geographical presence, that she, Jewishness, makes herself felt. Jacob's Chabad runs a kosher restaurant called L'Chaim, which provides faith-friendly fare for cultural celebrations. For example, they supply kosher haggis. I guess... I mean, there's no cheese in haggis, so I guess it's just the way the lamb is killed. <laughs> and whiskey... <laughs> this is vegan stuff. Sure, just like kosher bacon. Yeah. Whiskey for Burns Suppers, which are annual dinners conducted on January 25th, celebrating the life of poet Robert Burns. For younger generations, there's the Jewish Lads and Girls Brigades and Brownies and Guides Troops. Congregations sing Jewish prayers like Adon Alam to traditional Scottish melodies, while Kleda dancing appears, well, it's Gaelic, I yeah. don't speak Gaelic in any way, shape, or form, appears at synagogues and wedding ceremonies. Jacob sells Judaica bearing the tartan pattern in stores across the United Kingdom and the United States. Its most popular products are small portable accent pieces like a kipo, ties, shar, sh- sharves, scarves, shawls, f- flat caps, and sashes. Ooh, I could get a flat cap. I like those in this tartan. 
you go. Conversation starter. Though I would rather have a kilt in it. Uh, but but some, you wouldn't go out as much in the kilt as you would the flat cap. Fair enough. Though... you get more mileage out of the flat cap. Yes. But some also contain larger commissions, larger custom items to measure, like skirts and kilts for former celebrations, such as bar and bat mitzvahs and weddings. I've worn the kilt and the dress on occasion. Okay. Interestingly, the people buying this product are more often tourists than native Jewish Scots. It's just something tourists want to do, expats want to do, have a piece of their heritage, a piece of that culture. Back at home, Jacob says, one of the kosher tartans kilts is now part of the collection at the Jewish Museum of New York. That's cool. Interesting. In whose gift shop, visitors can also buy tartan goodies. Plaid can remind tourists of their trip and commemorate their rich heritage. People buy tartan kipo. Uh, I don't know why I'm doing it like that. But uh, kipos. Ties, kilts, but only a small minority, I would think, says Kaplan. It's not a big thing here, more for the tourists. Mm-hmm. So that's... So we're going to get you a whole suit. You want to go right ahead. I already priced out the uh, tartan kilt, and it's $700. So get on that, Chris. Sure you wouldn't rather have another half black magic? Um, no. Rather than a kilt? I won't use half a black magic. I'll use the kilt. You can put that money towards it, and once you get the next $700, you can get the whole thing. So then I'll have my own camera I won't use? Yeah. Then why why would I buy it? Because then we'll have two. So why don't you buy a second camera? Because I don't need a kill. No one asked if you needed a kill. I said, why don't you buy the second camera? Because you're the one that's going to be shelling out $700 for plaid. No, you said you were going to get me a whole suit, so get on it. I said, you're going to get a whole suit. Oh, no, I'm not getting a whole suit. Though I would look great. In a great kilt done up in the Jewish tartan. It's actually pretty nice looking. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of it right here. It looks pretty good. Though, I couldn't find it on any of the sites that I was just trying to buy a ready-made uh, kilt on. The only one that was selling it was uh, Claymore, and they wanted $700. Hmm. So, all right. So, get the flat cap. Yeah, flat cap sounds good. I think it was like 40 bucks, and that's about average for a flat cap. Is it? For a good one, yeah. Hmm. I mean, we're priced one. We're I mean, yeah, one. I can go to Walmart and get one for $20, $25. Bring home and paint it. <laughs> or I can just... You might have a just striping tape. <laughs> I already have that because I did my guitar with it. All right. I can continue or we can stop this and I can do another one. Oh, stop this, please. Okay. So... I've uh, written the thing down. Oh, okay. So uh, cue uh, Scottish Jewish music. Time it is? Nope. Time for some yeah. metal news. It's uh so this is from metalinjection.net, which is where I get 90% of my metal news. And the rest of the baby 504. No. Uh this is from their bands and booze section. What do those two things have in common? I don't know. Anthrax has their own 40th anniversary bourbon now, available in two limited editions. So Anthrax celebrated turning 40 this year with a great retrospective docu-series and an ensuing live stream. What? Just listening. Oh, now, uh, I don't know, you tilted your head funny, I was expecting you to say something. Now the band is aiming to chill out a little bit with their anniversary bourbon, Anthrax XL, 
According to Hill Rock Estate Distillery, the Anthrax XL is a smooth Solera aged single barrel bourbon finished for 40 days in a 20 year old Oloroso sherry cask. Providing the spirits with balanced flavor and layers of complexity. Each with the limited 400 bottles have a cask strength of 115 proof. So let's see, what's half of that? Um, 57.5% alcohol. So that's a lot. <laughs> and come with the band member signatures in a drawstring velvet gift bag. Actual signatures or printed signatures? Uh, from the look of it, it's actual signatures. Oh. In uh, a velvet drawstring gift bag emblazoned with the Anthrax XL logo, those bottles will run $155. It's actually less than I thought it would. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you get a, a good bottle of bourbon, you're still going to be paying you know, a good chunk of that. True. Plus, you get the you know anniversary limited edition, all that collectible stuff. Yep. Taking I wonder how long you can keep a bottle of bourbon. Forever. Bourbon. As long as it's in a dark place, you can keep it out in the, in the sun. The sun will ruin certain things within the bourbon. No, I mean, like if you were going to get it as a collector and set it on your shelf. Yeah, oh yeah, forever. Even if it separates out, which it'll take 50 years to separate out, you just give it a quick shake and everything kind of goes back. And I know because I have 40-year-old whiskey up on top of my uh, oven, which means it's ruined it, but it's already been opened and it wouldn't matter. Needless to say, taking things up a notch is a limited edition of 40 available for $350 whose feature all the above plus a customized box encased in a silver foil cardstock wrapped around and a golden ticket. The golden ticket awards the purchaser, and it does look like yeah. a Willy Wonka golden ticket, awards the purchaser and a guest admission to an Anthax headline concert in the purchaser's area and includes a special in-person meet and greet with the band to take place during Anthrax 2022 U.S. tour. That's wow. fucking cool. I would almost do that. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's not expensive for what you're getting. I mean, no, you're getting a meet and greet with a band is gonna be that much. At yeah, least. you're getting a bottle of booze. You're getting two tickets to a concert and a meet and greet with the band. That's pretty fucking cool. I think that's yeah three hundred and fifty dollars worthy. Yeah, but there's only forty of them. Well, yeah, and they're probably already all sold out. Yeah, the magic club. but. I mean, good on you, Anthrax. That's actually really cool. Even Guar didn't do that with theirs. So, yeah, there you go. That's that's it. That's it. But that's uh, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, Charlie Benate has his own NFT series. I don't know what NFT is, but it's some form of. Don't you look it up? Yeah, I'll open. No, I don't want to shop Harlan. Please close. You're going to shop Harlan. I know, right? Uh, let's see, uh, continuing the Anthrax, Charlie Benanante has his own NFT series. Uh, Anthrax drummer Charlie just lost his first NFT in his new Monsters series. The collection of four total NFTs are and will be available via Neon Arcade alongside the accompanying NFT soundtracks. I don't know. We'll find out in a second. Each NFT will be limited to 15, and each purchase also enters you into a raffle to win an online coffee chat with the drummer himself. Hmm. Are you looking what a, an NFT is? No, since Marissa's not here. Well, true. Non-fungible tokens? Oh, so like Bitcoin. Ah, it's a unit of data stored on a digital ledger. A 
called a blockchain that certifies a digital asset to be unique and therefore not interchangeable. So yes. Okay. So there you go. That's uh, one semi-interesting... I told you you about the Atari thing, right? Atari starting their own crypto thing. No, he didn't tell me that. I know you but, told me that, the, uh, it, what's his name, thinks he owns, Soldier Boy thinks he owns yeah, Atari. Soldier Boy was saying that, how he's the new CEO, no owner. He said he owns Atari. Yeah. Atari said, no. <laughs> well, what it was, he, they were putting together a marketing thing. Yeah. I don't know why they would have gone to Soldier Boy for Because it. he's he wants to put out a video game system. I mean, he's got a bunch from Wish that he's just rebranded with his name on it. It's mostly for Atari's going to do this online casino thing, and they're trying to launch a series of branded hotels, Atari branded hotels. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that part. I didn't know about the casino thing. Would they want to do, like, a live Las Vegas-style casino in one of those hotels? I don't know. I I mean, if they're going to do it, they might as well go for it. I don't think it's gotten far along, but that's what the whole token thing is about. To be able to use it on their online casino or to buy their games for that new uh, BCS that they've launched. Mm-hmm. It would be Atari money, basically. Right. So, like Bitcoin, but Atari coin. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I didn't know that. That's actually kind of cool. That's pointless. Yes. But it, I mean, you know. Oh, I bought, I bought but 200 Atari but, coins. You know? But there's plenty of people who do online gambling and make plenty of money from doing it. Yeah, but if, like there's there's a uh, poker world tour guys that get their start on those you know pay to play sites. Mm-hmm. But so. my thought is like, well, why don't I just pay you with my credit card rather than buying your specific token? Because they want, and then I'll never get my money back. Even if I win at your casino, you'll pay me in Atari coins. It'll right. be good for doing Atari things. No, you can probably cash it out at some point. You can cash out Bitcoin. You can cash out what what Dogecoin and what the other whatever the other one is. And what percentage loss? Uh, that I don't know. But I know you can cash it out. You know, if you ain't going to accept credit card payment, then you ain't interested. Yeah. I wouldn't be interested in online gambling anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's, that that, that I would, strike but, me as your thing. I mean, if I was going to do, like, some sort of poker thing, I would just find a video poker game and play against the computer. Yeah. And win virtual money or lose virtual money. It's yeah. more likely. I'm actually... Somewhat decent at Texas. Oh, in my luck, I'd get some video game and like just rack up thousands and thousands of dollars. And like, damn it, if I just done this for real. Yeah. I'd the one thousands that, and thousands of dollars. The one that gets me are the play whatever game you want on your phone and you'll just earn money. All those oh, apps yeah, this, that are out there right now. See those ads before those, certain videos. Those things really give me the the uh, this is a scam. All of oh, them. Oh yeah. All of them, every single one, even the ones that are created that are supposedly legit, I still get this is a scam vibes off of those. Well, you see the commercials, like the commercials are scream scam. Yeah. I'm making money. All I did was play this game for five minutes and I got a thousand dollars. Bullshit. That's a very poor business model. Yeah. I I invested sixteen thousand dollars into this game and I won eight bucks. Yeah, exactly. Woo! <laughs> Yay! It only took three months. Yeah. It only took me six days. All and right. I have seen a couple of videos where they have live dealers mm-hmm. who are dealing out cards, mm-hmm. like Baccarat doing that thing. Mm-hmm. I don't get that game, but yeah. And you, you basically are watching them, and there's other players you know, at the virtual table. Mm-hmm. And you're basically just betting. In Baccarat, you're just betting on what the outcome will be without having any kind of 
Yeah, high or low, and then you can bet on the actual number, I think. You can bet on, uh, there's like, player wins, banker wins, tie. Yeah. And then there's like a bunch of other little things that I can't figure out. Baccarat. I, don't, I won't sit and watch it long enough to figure it out, but I know that yeah. 10's bad. Yeah, Baccarat, and there's a Chinese or Japanese version. I think it's a Chinese version of it. Yeah, Pai Gao, Poker. They're, they're pseudo-similar. Like Tiger or Dragon or something like that? I don't know. I'm okay at regular poker. I'm pretty good at Texas Hold'em, which is what the World Poker Championship is. It's a Texas Hold'em Championship. I'm not that good. Well, I'm assuming background and blackjack they do because then they don't have to have individual yeah. hands. Well, no, because if you go to... I mean, blackjack is, is easier because they're just adding cards to it. Yeah. They're not having you hand cards back in. And... Right. Well, now, here's the thing. If you go to... Um, certain... Uh, I'm sure they're out there. Yeah. You go to, like, a, a hard rock on an Indian reservation, because mm-hmm. I think the... I forget which Indian group owns the hard rock cafes, like, all of them. It's, it's wild. They own the rights to hard rock cafes. Uh, not cafes, that hotel and casinos. Ah. If you go to some of those, they have no dealers, but they'll have the table there, and it's all digital. So well, you sit there at a, t- a at a at a small screen at the table. You put your money in, and there is a dealer supposedly somewhere, but it's all digital. It looks kind of neat. It's neat, but it's it's not. If I was going to a casino, that's not the experience I'm going for. No, but there's a lot of those. A lot of them. That's how they get around certain laws and whatnot to keep it completely legal. So I don't. know. But I, I thought it was kind of cool. They do it up in Cherokee. There's a there's a few tables that are like that. They do I think poker and blackjack like that. But baccarat, they you have to be there. Pie got poker. Oh no, pie got they have electric too, so or digital too. Baccarat would be the easiest one to have digital. Yeah, but apparently they like the whole thing. Because ninety percent of the people come to that table are trying to pretend to be James Bond. Probably. They have no idea what's going on. They just want to they sip a martini and play a confusing game. Yeah. I don't know if it's confusing. That's still haven't figured it out yet. Confusing to us. I mean, I read, I read, I read the destructions. It has something to do with like, you get like a jack that counts for nothing. Because that would be a ten. Yeah. Anything over ten just goes away. So you know, like two sevens, you got four. Oh, anything above the number ten. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know what. I think you're supposed to have the highest number. Yeah. If you go over ten. You ought to make it go back to one. Right. If you have ten, it's zero. Right. So anything from one to nine, basically. And then occasionally, they deal an extra card. I don't know what the circumstances for dealing the extra card is. Mm-hmm. All right, cue uh, confusing music. There you go, another Cheating Reality Podcast done and done. I hope you found it interesting and fun to listen to. You know, that anthrax booze was kind of fun. I'm going to have to hunt that down if it's still out there, though it was pretty expensive. And uh, the uh, Scottish tartan for the Jewish folk over there, I that blew my mind. Never even knew that existed. All right, so for Chris, Merson parentheses, everybody else involved, I'm Larry saying I can't even speak today. This is like the 48th take. See ya.
<laughs> You're like, damn it, Larry. Hey there, listeners. Larry here. If this is your first time listening, then, hey, how's it going? If you're listening with a friend or just kind of ran into us, I can help you find us some more. You can find us by searching on Spotify or Podbean by typing in Achieving Reality in the search bar, or you can go on Facebook and type in Achieving Reality and find us that way. Thanks a whole lot, and keep enjoying the show. We love you all. We don't like funny jokes. We'll just go on with a serious bit instead. I like funny jokes. Nope, apparently not. Okay, whatever. What? You're the one that's making all the limitations. Don't make any jokes about drinking anthrax. I didn't say don't make any jokes about drinking anthrax. I said, and there will be. So. And you know, I, I can't let that stand, so nope. <sighs> I knew that when you started this. <laughs> no, actually, I didn't.